Welcome to the Amateur Movie Review Hour. I'm Trevor. With me, I have Josh and I have Megs. Hello. Hola. And tonight's um, episode is a bonus. It's a Christmas bonus. It is a violent night, violent night, a take on the song Silent Night. Not Violet Night, the, it's just colors the whole time. Just Ooh, that, fuchsia going on the entire time. That's a good just trip. People with presents. That is Violet a good presents. trip. Uh, would, so I'm going to talk about something. Would you guys care to guess what I'm going to talk about? Or, or, or a topic that I'm going to bring up in relation to this movie? Huh. Do you have any guesses, Joshua? Um, I'm going to tend to one this, that it consists of what constitutes a Christmas movie. No. Uh, Damn it. Oh, uh, that, he did think that the other day. Yeah. He was I, talking about that. Well, we are going to it's talk the mind about of, that. It's that's the fine. mind that's, of Trevor Brown. That's fine. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, it could be anything. Um, however, I did. I wanted to talk a little bit about the origin of the Christmas tree oh. or the Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. Old as Tannenbaum. A, as, old as they say in, in the German language. Begrunstigweiner. Blätter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could read it if it was in front of me. I just don't have it memorized. I just know how to say Tannenbaum. I don't know the words the American version or the English oh. version. I only know the German. Oh, nice! All right. I learned. I, it. I, That's what they taught us in school. So we did not learn the um, the uh, English version <laughs> in school. We only learned the, the German version. The fuck school did you go to? It was for a Christmas play. Yeah, but yeah. it was still like who was. It was a time travel Christmas play, and there, the time the time travels la travelers landed in Germany during Christmas time. Okay, nice. Yes, and so we we did different language songs. They would just land in different places. So who was yeah. the like playwright slash um, producer slash director of this music film? teacher? Yeah, Miss O'Brien. Miss O Miss O'Brien. Right. Yeah, yeah. Does she have a little bit of an accent. You know? No, no. She looks no. like Ava Braun at all. No, she's trying to bring the Reich back. Well, her name was O'Brien, not um, Liebchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, O'Brien. <laughs> O'Brien, maybe. Ah, yeah, uh -oh. that's true. Yeah, you just fucked yourself. You <laughs> yeah. fucked yourself. I did. I did. Yeah, she had a fucking secret Nazi den in the house, and she's like, "Hey, come down to my citadel. <laughs> You'll love it." That's the only part I remember that the spaceship. Touchdown too. I don't remember any of the other places. Just Germany. Just, just the German I, I remember part. being in Germany. <laughs> I think because I still sing the song. It, you know, it still comes on all the time, so I sing along. But that's and it was also a real song. We did. She did a lot of original music oh, for her okay. shows. Right. So that was an actual song, like a real song that we played. We did. did they end nice. up in um in in Ireland at all? Or? I have no idea. You don't remember? No. Just the German part. Yeah, we she really pushed it at, that. At Phoenix College. Oh, yeah, oh. on the big stage. Yeah, it was a very. Nice. Huge venue for us. A lot, uh, lots of special effects. Yeah, debuts uh. for a lot of people. And I was only in third grade or Ooh, so. So, yeah. yeah, I don't remember a lot of that <laughs> stuff. Um, So, the origin of the Christmas tree goes back quite some time. And it, the Christmas tree isn't even original um, to, to Christmas. It's more... Um, Holly and Ivy, there are records dating in, from... Uh, rural English churches um, from the 15th and 16th century showing that they were using those types of greenery to decorate 
um, so a, a type of maypole or something like that that they would put out in front of their church or or their congregation congregating hall or a December so very, pole, very yes, cold. or a December pole as it could be called then, <laughs> or yes. a Festivus pole, or a Ooh. Festivus pole. Yes, if you is that were, where Festivus came from? I, think, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I am not. I am not versed in the lore of Costanza's dad, (laughs) George Costanza's dad. Um, There, there are a lot of, there are a couple myths um, that I'll go over right now about the origin of the Christmas tree. There's one that says Martin Luther, the the Protestant reformation leader believed that pine trees represented the goodness of God. Uh, There's another myth that was popular in the 15th century that tells the story of St. Boniface uh, who in the 8th century thwarted a pagan human sacrifice under an oak tree by cutting down that tree. Um, a fir tree grew in its place, and with those branches representing Christ's eternal truth. Those were a couple myths of the Christmas tree. Um, then, th- And that was mainly Europe. It wasn't too much uh, America. But about the 18th to 19th centuries is when the christmas trees started showing up they started using pine trees here in america those are quite populous in america um and then later on uh german immigrants would would in texas would decorate the christmas tree with types of like pecans or um they would use a red pepper swags um, popcorn moss or cotton to sort of decorate the tree it got later solidified as an american icon i'll say later in in the early 20th century in the 1920s when the you know 60 foot tall balsam fir tree covered in 2500 light bulbs was erected in rockefeller square like that's really what solidified the christmas tree as an american in my opinion and the an American household uh, icon during Christmas, like whether it's artificial or fake, it's hard to not find a Christmas tree in someone's house. Uh, but that's just the lightest version of the origin of the Christmas tree. Uh, if you feel so inclined to for find out further, um, that was just a Times article that uh, I used as a source. Um. Yeah, that's that's a little bit about Christmas tree. And and for those of you who would like to know, um, Christmas tree in German, as I said earlier, is Tannenbaum. It's actually uh, fir tree. It's just like the type of tree. Yeah. Um, because Christmas is something else. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's synonymous. It yeah. is synonymous with with a Christmas tree. Yeah. Whether, whether it is the correct yeah. terminology or not, it yeah. is. It's synonymous. Because yeah. it would just if you went to the nursery to buy, it'd be like, I'll take a ten of them, please. Yes. 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 And now we'd like to take a few moments just to discuss something, and this is a a debate amongst movie people, cinephiles, whatever. Is Die Hard. A Christmas movie. Yes. I will disagree. The only... All the... My argument is it is only set on Christmas. That's it. That's what most Christmas movies are. I understand that. And if you're going to say that, it, it was something that popped up in my YouTube algorithm. 
then you would have to posit that Alien Prometheus is also a Christmas movie. Did it have a Christmas song in it as well? In the I soundtrack? don't know, but they were definitely there was uh, uh, there was a scene where they were decorating a Christmas tree. But Die Hard actually has a Christmas song on the soundtrack. It, it that's kind of a big deal. It is one Christmas song. I will agree. It is one Christmas song. However, is there a Santa that makes an appearance? Yes, I, a Santa. Yeah, there's tons of Santas. There's a Santa at the Christmas party. That is that is a man playing Santa. Doesn't have to be a real Santa. Mm, is there, I disagree. Is there Christmas a real Santa in Christmas real... in, a, in a, a Christmas Carol? No, a Christmas the story. One? There's Christmas no story. real Santa in a Christmas story. Correct. It is. There is not a a a real Santa in a Christmas story. But that's a Christmas movie. Sure, it is, and it revolves around the tradition of Christmas, which is. Which is the the child's tradition, not 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 the parents' tradition or any other person's tradition. It Mer- is the child's. America on Thirty Fourth Street. There's a real Santa in there. As that they is a real. No. That's a real Santa. That, is that real Santa? Yeah, that's yeah. real Santa. I feel like he's that's, more like a god. That's like the no, whole. That's real Santa. That's the whole court case. That's real Santa. Is it? Yeah, that's real Santa. Does he say it? Yeah, at the end they show the cane. The cane says it all. What that, cane? that was real Santa, Santa. Doesn't have a cane. Yeah, that cane. He left it there at the house to prove that he got them the house and he got everything that he did. Maybe everything. he was the godfather of soul. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it takes place on Christmas. The soundtrack is Christmas. It's all about Christmas. Yes, it was not de- released at Christmas time, but we, we all know how stupid people in Hollywood are about when they release movies. So there's that. Sure. What what sells it to you the most that it's a Christmas movie? What aspect? Think of all the Christmas movies that you've seen. I, all right, so in all the Christmas movies I've seen, it's always about overcoming a hump, and there's either a miracle involved mm-hmm. or overcoming something on a human level, and we, and the there and there, there's an outcome that involves family for the most part. Okay. And you totally get that in that. Like they're 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 estranged from uh, from um, betrothed. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 I'm so far they're from estranged. Yeah. Their yes. marriage, yes, they're, they are they're estranged. suffering estrangement. Yeah, he comes to see her for Christmas, trying to patch things up, and yeah. he wants to see the kids. Yeah, and he ends up having He's to like, save Gennaro? the day. You're Gennaro now. He has to save the day, and he has his little friend Argyle, who loves Christmas music. And Christmas music is playing in the car because it's Christmas time. He has a a bear, a giant bear, mm-hmm. or teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh, knows that means He Christmas. makes a new friend. Holidays always bring friends together, and he made a brand sure. new friend. Sure. Yeah. What was the Christmas miracle in Die Hard? That he lived. Yeah, he lived. That he lived. Yeah. Where was Who was believing in him? His wife. His wife. When she figured out who that he was the one up there, she's like, yeah, not, he's going to handle the, Not the cokehead guy that got murdered. Oh. But the wife Wrong. and then Hart, the other Hart people. Hart Botchner. Hart Botchner is the greatest evil. <laughs> he's like, Hans, booby, <laughs> baby. And, oh, it's so good. That's, I mean, this is like, there's a the deal. It's like, you're, this is debatable. Everybody's yeah, going to go one way or the other 100%. for some reason. I'm not sure. Like, in my head, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Why it's even debatable. But I, I can get why, but I just don't get it. 
Sure. So it's it'll uh, be something, you know, until there's a defined list of rules that you check off, you know, and like maybe 50% are done, you know, like like what was it? What was the one with the uh, Sandra uh, Sandra Bullock? The uh, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, that's a rom com. It's a Christmas rom com. It's a Christmas rom com. It takes p- place around Christmas and New Year's. It's kind of just like or New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It's just that kind of like Christmas miracle where you follow you fall in love during the holidays. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's about saving falling, Christmas. Yeah, you know what I mean. All these things have the term in there, but they're far from what you're saying. You know, they don't yeah. have a real saying in there. And you Christmas know? was what brought sure. them together. They have a lot of things that, that aren't yeah. there. So. Sure. Yeah, I, I just think in, in general, if there's um, a concept of family, one way or the other, whether it's estranged or not, um, overcoming any kind of adversity, being on Christmas, having Christmas music, makes it a Christmas movie for yeah, me. Me too. Okay, I we will all agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, this could go on for at least three hours, so we're gonna yeah. just gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to the next thing, which is. Mall Santa scandals. <laughs> this was my idea yes, because I I've always you know we we, we watched Bad he loves Santa Mall Santa. Bad Santa never touched kid, but he was a dick to them, and he would bang like other women. But you like I don't know, man. Like what mm-hmm. is there any like like Uncle Touchy's up there? You know, so it's like holding the kid down a little too long when they no. lap. You know, it's like like or maybe just whatever. You know, just mm-hmm. these are people. And have hundreds of children coming up to them a day, and parents are trusting that and blindly as, as well. I don't know about it anymore. Like I'm like I don't go there and watch it because I'm not a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, of but I I imagine them just going like, go ahead up there, and they're just like the kids crying and shit. Like I don't want to go up there. Maybe the kids right. Maybe they don't want to go up there. Maybe that's going to leave a bad mark on the rest of their life. But what'd you what'd you find? You find anything there? I found a couple. I found a couple things. Uh, the the website that I, I'm using is defenselawyerserie.com. Uh, the article that they're <laughs> I, posting. I visit that every once in a while. No, why not? Check the, myself out. The article that's posted on their site is from was originally published on www.ranker.com by Isadora Teach. It's a lot of validity right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, but the, these probably do have some validity because they, otherwise uh, they'd, they'd be possibly sued for slander if they're just making this stuff up about people. Uh, in 2013, there was a mall Santa charged with groping a teen elf. Oh. Um, this mall Santa, I'm not going to use his name. I don't want to do that. Yeah. He, he was banned after he got into some legal trouble while getting wildly inappropriate with an 18-year-old girl working as an elf with him at the festive photo booth for kids. Uh, does there, it say how old he was? No, it does not. When uh, I was a kid, I didn't trust younger Santas. I could always yeah, the, tell if it was a younger guy dressed up as an old the man. Link, the link is expired That for that for me to try to find out. Um, I mean, I'm going to... I plan on oh, dropping, wait, hold on. After it, he's done talking, I'm going to drop a nightmare bomb on everybody. But we'll, it, we'll keep it, going. Uh, uh, in the next paragraph, it says the 60 year old claimed it wasn't true and was released on a thousand dollar bond after pleading not guilty mm. to indecent assault and battery. Mm-hmm. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, that's why you have to have Santa insurance nowadays. Oh, <laughs> whoa, Santa insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, as far sounds, as a business, yeah, sounds like I'm going to get into that business. 
providing insurance. It's only good for a month. One month a year. Yeah. Well, even a short, you know, yeah. five minute video. Like, I'm, roll, I'm rolling in the dough <laughs> for one month a year. You cover that. in the line, like, hey, it's Santa insurance. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you do that, and you also stand outside with the bell ringers, too. You cover, oh, you cover so them because they get fucking aggressive, uh, man. Dude, so I, give me a fucking dollar. I've done that. I was you a were bell a bell ring. ringer? Yes. When yeah, I was a, see, point taken right I there. I was a member of the the Phoenix Midtown Lions Club. And okay. I we volunteered to stand outside of Safeway. We all took turns. Not all of us. I think only a few of us did it. But I did it for an afternoon. And it's boring. I was going to ask what you did to entertain yourself during that entire time. I rang my bell. I just rang my bell. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. Nope. Oh, we can't we can't quit our jobs and uh, become oh, singers. I definitely knew that. No, I already. just wasn't going to sing anymore. You guys did oh. great. Oh, okay. I just want to tell you okay. that. But, yeah. So I have a I have an option. We we can hit karaoke right after this. Dude, it's true. This is true. <laughs> uh, one more. Uh, ye, uh, this is going to be gross. If you don't want to listen to it, skip ahead. Like I don't know, five ten minutes from here. Whoa, whoa. That's a lot. Yeah, well, it's not like this. The, the, the heading for this one is the mall Santa that was actually a pedophile. Oh. So that's what I'm, yeah, fair and warning. And I think that's what we're all afraid of. Mm, I'm, I think that's what we're all afraid of. In 2013, a 70-year-old um, mall Santa who was already awaiting trial for six child sexual assault or, or charges. Wow. Yeah. Um, he had previously worked at the, uh, I'm not going to say that place either, uh, was in Quebec, wherever he was, where he, where, where he was working was in Quebec and he was facing charges for sexual assault of five victims aged nine to 15 from 2012 to 2013. I was yeah. I was Somebody the dropped stuff. the ball yeah. on the hiring uh-huh. aspect there. Yes, they did. Like yeah. someone would straight drop yeah. that entire thing, mm-hmm. um, and it was like there's claims that he was doing it in the open as wow. they were on his lap in the mall. Like yeah, like please don't trust these people who are trying <laughs> to prey upon your children. Um, I'm biased, but this is just reassurance to me that. Mall Santas can't be trusted. I'm sorry, good Mall Santas. I'm sorry. <laughs> All These the guys have Santas ruined it there. for you. I'm sorry. Bad apples, you know. Bad apples. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, so I got, or not. Oh, you got, you <laughs> got one, you got one last thing? Here's a nightmare scenario. So what if, um, like the Zodiac murder was actually a Mall Santa that just traveled around doing all his murdering and stuff like that? And no one really ever did a correlation to the time of year. Like he would just go like state to state, Cause, you know, because it's only like one time a year that he would be doing it. Yeah, yeah, but it's that's not a, like oh, the summer Santa has. But what if you, he did like that, and then he did like an Easter Bunny thing? Oh, like, well, he was so he's doing the, other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, he, okay. He, he he's the well he he's the, the seasonal, seasonal murderer. He's the yeah. seasonal murderer. You just gave somebody a great idea. Seasonal yeah. murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a leprechaun. He's like whenever I get seasonal depression, <laughs> I just put an outfit on and fucking. Ta-da! Well, this is that's very possible. Anyways, let's go. This, uh, All right. this is where the marker's gonna happen, where you can jump back in if you don't want to hear that other stuff. So here we go. Yep. 
What is the amateur movie review hour? Before we began our podcast, the three of us curated a list of approximately 100 movie genres. We then fed that list to a magical random generator that we used to provide us with the movie genre. The three of us take turns choosing movies to watch that fit into the chosen genre. We then watch that movie and attempt to return bi-weekly to review and discuss that movie. The only movies that we have banned are Marvel and DC movies from the past 15 years. I am not a professional movie reviewer. I just love to watch movies and then review those movies with my friends and you, my fellow screen fiend. All right, tonight's movie that we're going to be reviewing, Violet, I do it every time, <laughs> Violent Night. Uh, the writers were Pat Casey and Josh Miller. The director is or yeah, was Tommy Workala. Uh, the I'm just going with the top two. The, the others, well, Beverly D'Angelo, David Harbour, John Leguizamo, and Beverly D'Angelo. Everybody else, eh, here or there. There were a couple people that I recognize as character actors that I've seen in like other movies and shows, but uh, they the the release date was October seventh, twenty twelve or twenty twenty two, and then it got the wider release on December seventh, twenty twenty two. So that 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 about two month window showed the. I think it was just for trying to get distribution rights or get somebody to distribute it. Otherwise, why would you wait the two months? Mm-hmm. Just I mean, my speculation. And also here, we weren't as open. I imagine it got a little more open by then, too, because there was still like a little constriction when it came to the whole Yeah, true. nobody was true. People really weren't going to the movies at the yeah, time. There really true. wasn't much. That's yeah. why even this movie, which well, we'll talk about it more, but yeah. Uh, the runtime was 107 minutes. Perfect. And Josh, why did you want to do a, this this Christmas bonus? Why 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 this particular movie? Because this is my favorite fucking Christmas movie. I agree. And it goes above Die Hard. Okay, all right, that's <laughs> no, fine. That's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I love Die Hard, but no, like I like I saw this in the theater. I saw I watched it twice. Yeah, yeah. I watched it the first time, and I walked out just like like I had a fucking good time watching it. Fuck yeah! yeah it's a fun. It's a it fun, is a fun movie. movie. Yeah. It has a lot of um like. Like and I don't even care about positive notes, but it, well, you, you walked out kind of feeling like a little Christmassy, you know. It got mm-hmm. a little, 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 little. It was dander, but I goosebumps. thought it was like, thought it was like Christmas, um, Christmas, like um, some snow, a little snow on me. Yeah. All right, yeah, I felt like yeah, yeah, that was dandruff, yeah, was dandruff for yeah. sure. It was definitely dandruff, <laughs> but it's okay. You know, I washed my hair after that eventually. But no, it's it's a fun movie. I loved Harbor. This is like because Harbor's been around for a while, but he's just really hitting his heyday. Yeah. I think, and I hope he gets like a lot more good stuff. Like he's doing good stuff, but he it's it's still that fishing for like a big hit kind of deal. Yeah, it's kind of that Hellboy thing. It's like yeah. he really did not need to do that. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it, Perlman's fine. We, we yeah. got we got yeah. what we needed out of that whole situation. Yes. We don't need any more. Exactly. And Harbor, I I they looked at him and they said, "This guy, we can do something yeah. with him." And they did the wrong thing with him. Yeah. With yeah. with Hellboy. Yes, yeah. with Hellboy. But with this movie, this is they perfect. fucking spot yeah, they on. Yeah. They nailed it. Like yeah. I whatever the relationship the director and, and David Harbour had, like they were just working really well in sync together. At least that's yeah. how it came off to yeah. me. No, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Like he whatever he wanted portrayed, Harbour did it exactly the same way. You could tell by the the cinematography, the way the music was going. Uh, interactions between characters. It was all in line with what the guy wanted. So it just worked out great. Yeah. I, I truly believe that he was tired of being fucking Santa Claus. 
Like at the at the beginning of this mm. movie, it's like yeah, he hates this. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, is that like, really hard to fucking do though? It's like, hey, we how long have you been doing your job? You're like ten years. Imagine doing that for eleven hundred years. Sure, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, like, like, and then that fucking sinks in. You're like, fuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Imagine the first like ten years. You're like, oh yeah, it's cool. I like this job. You know, once I work once a year. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. like for twenty four fucking hours straight. No break, like you got to yeah. pee out the side of your 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 vehicle because the company doesn't give you a mm-hmm. pot to piss in. A no pot to piss in, man. Again, because yeah. you are the company. Yeah. What if you peed in the magic Santa bag? Does it go away or does it just go on the presents? I'm not entirely sure. Well, well, it's like a bag of holding. Everybody that, knows it, it. it would probably fall onto whichever present would be up next, or it would be suspended in that bag until, like, yeah. I guess he puts his hand into it and, and he's like, "Remove we." Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, thank. I'm glad to hear that you uh, that this movie really is top notch for your Christmas. Movies. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot. Like, I'm, go back to the old ones. You know, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, the original. Um, uh, was it Christmas Carol? You know, Scrooge was the, was there's really no, what, good. What, what, yes. what is the there's no original? There was well original. I mean, it's been done like a hundred something times. That's what I mean. Which one's the original? I don't know. Well, I'm talking about like probably 1960 or something. <laughs> no, earlier. It'd be some type of play. It would be. It would have been a stage yeah. play before it was a film. I'm talking I, about I, a film. I guess. We're, yeah. we're, we're film people here. Yes. Okay. So yes. let's talk about film. There are okay? so so so. I mean, England does a new one every year. The BBC, the BBC throws one in a, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that that doesn't surprise me. The English do Christmas way differently yeah. than we do in America. They do it better. With entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. I've never yeah, had it, an English it's Christmas. Better. It all looks right. better. It sounds better. It's all better. Wow. <laughs> Dang, man. Not just German. She's pro-England, too. Megs, uh, you got any thoughts about this movie? I love this movie. I had a great time watching it this time. This is the second time I've watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I love Harbor. I think he's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, oh, Johnny Legs, man. Uh, Johnny Legs was a little blah for me. Anybody could have played that role. He didn't do anything special. And the thing is, he's lo- he's lost his magic over the years. Like, I just don't care about him anymore. He seems angry all the time, even when he's not working, you know, when he's not <laughs> supposed to be. I don't know. I, 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 I think anybody could have played that role. He wasn't all that exciting for me. Um, I love Beverly. She was great. She's always great. Definitely opposite of what she's played she did, in her yeah, entire film career. She does bubbly great, but she also does mean bitch great. Yeah, and that was, 100%. I, I was yeah, she did a good job. Um, I love uh, little what's her name from um, the Righteous Gemstones gal. Oh, um, um, she's she's great. What was her dang it, McBride's lady? Yeah. Because she's also in uh, Vice Edie, Edie, Edie Patterson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She is. She's always good. She does a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it. She is sort of similar to. She's to playing a character. very similar role. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She. Um. And they. That's probably and, and, what they wanted her to do. But yeah. 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 She's definitely playing that little weird rich daughter who's sucking up to mommy and daddy. Yep. Well, uh, you guys ready to get into this spoiler-filled review? All right. All right. So thirsty. Take it away, TB. The Christmas movie opens in Bristol, England, where Santa Davy, played by David Harbour, finishes a pint and requests another one promptly. 
Santa Davy sees a version of himself on a card and attempts a ho-ho-ho, but instead he gags. Across the bar is a fellow British Santa Claus who tries to strike up conversation, but Santa, uh, Santa Davy has plenty of quips in his bag. Santa Davy goes on a rant about kids these days, implying that this might be his last Christmas. However, the British Santa wants to help out Santa Davy and buys his drinks. On his, on his way out, Santa Davy tosses the bartender a video game, saying, hey, thanks for uh, you know, not costing me a trip. Yeah. And he leaves the bar or the pub by way of the roof. The bartender chases Santa Davy up to the roof just in time to see him fly off in his sleigh pulled by his eight reindeer. She stands in disbelief as puke from Santa Davy lands on her, covering her in the warm, chunky vomit. So it should have it should have been a little more milky and cookie like. Yeah, well, yeah, it there shouldn't have been so chunky. But... Maybe he did eat there. I don't know, but I was thinking, I was like, if he was only having a liquid dinner, like it should just be all I'm runny. I'm just saying, dude. He, he's, but... Every place he goes, he's got to eat those cookies, man. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And we get our uh, title card for the title of the movie, Violent Night. Uh, we get the first scene is uh, Alex played by, or Jason played by Alex Hassel. Stands in the snow holding a bag waiting for his ride. He is picked up by his estranged wife, Linda, who is played by Alexis Louder, and their young daughter, Trudy, played by Leah Brady. They leave for Jason's family place in Greenwich, Connecticut. The trio arrive as there are caterers and other, other hired services wandering about the swanky mansion. Oh, what was the thing? The catering company is named after... I can't remember. Oh, gosh. I don't even remember the name of the catering company. It was a Christmas thing, though. Yeah, it's uh, Dill and Freckle or Freckle or Farkas and Dill. Oh, Farkas and Dill. Farkas and Dill, yep. After the bullies from a Christmas story. story, yep. That's right, yeah. So, Jason, Linda, and Trudy make their way to the family room where the Tannenbaum and presents are located we are introduced to jason's family there is alva played by edie patterson bertrude the very annoying and horrible human being the son of 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 alva who is played by alexander elliott and alva's boy toy cam uh should be chad played by uh no his is it morgan steel yes it's morgan steel yes yeah. yeah And then finally, there is Gertrude, the matriarch, played by the always fabulous Beverly D'Angelo. Everyone. Isn't Alexander Elliott, Chris Elliott's kid or something like that? I am not sure of that. I I, am not aware. It seems like I heard something. Let me. I thought I heard something about that because I didn't. I wasn't really big on the kid, but. While you're looking at that, let me talk about Beverly D'Angelo's boobs because I was fascinated by them. Okay. All right. And I was like. Yeah. Yeah, now with the internet, I could probably just look good, type it in. Uh-huh. Show me them Beverly Double Ds. Yeah? What, what, what were you thinking about it? Like, you were just, like, 
remembering yeah. way back in the, the National Lampoon days. National Lampoon. I remember you know? the National Lampoon days. She was in this Beverly one D'Angelo movie Angelo with, man. who was it? Um, uh, Crocodile Dundee. It was, oh, what was that? I love that movie, but I can't remember the, the title of it. I saw it so many times, too. It was Crocodile Dundee, Paul Hogan, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, what's his name? Uh, Show Me the Money. Cuba Gooding? Cuba Gooding Jr. This sounds like a terrible movie. Oh, I don't know why amazing. you're telling us about it. It's amazing. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays a, a deaf guy. And it's a Western. And uh, oh, Beverly D'Angelo's a hooker. I remember. Or a madam, whatever. I remember that coming out. I didn't watch oh, it it's because, so you know. I think it's called like Lightning stupid. Jack, maybe? It's not called Lightning Jack, I don't think. Maybe uh, it is. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, this Elliot Child is not related to Chris Boom, Elliot. Boom, Lightning Jack. Ooh. Look at this memory right here. Pops off to. Uh, In her memories. Josh. Yeah, Josh is uh, watching all the greatest films just for our pleasure. Well, I mean, yeah, 15 years ago, I didn't even know you guys, but I was like, hey, I'm going to watch this shitty movie. This is a terrible movie, though. So I was bad. working at the video store when this movie came out. I, I could have rented it for free, and I've I chose not to. I've seen it, and I don't remember it. I'm. You would rem- remember the previews, probably, because it more was... More than likely. Yeah, it was on... Back then, you... This was you, when Paul Hogan was, like, the biggest star on the planet. Uh, no. I think it was after he was a big star. Like, it was kind of towards the No, it the was end. right in the middle. What, you think it was in the middle? Yeah, well, it was at, it was after Crocodile Dundee 2. So it was okay. the book. <laughs> it was oh, the after two. But it was yeah. a bookcase, though. Like he was like, "This is what I got." What? And there was that one movie where he was like a saint. Oh what? yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was a great one too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. He and his wife just divorced. I hope a we have a category ago. for fucking <laughs> for <laughs> Paul Hogan. I think we so do. We can pick we one can of pick the one seven of movies. <laughs> and if we don't, we can always make one. Yeah. You mean make a movie with Paul Hogan? Because that would be fun. It's like Paul Hogan. Yeah, we could try that. We could try that. We, we, we could try that. It would be Paul Hogan and Yahoo Serious Movies. That's what it would be. <laughs> like, pick which one. Pick which one of the five. <laughs> so, oh, the Yahoo Serious is so terrible. <laughs> Poor Yahoo. So all the family in the Tannenbaum room rest, jockey for position so they can uh, be ready for Gertrude's inspection. So I brought this up to Megan. Um, fucking, I feel like they, they're missing a sibling. I think, like, it, because it felt like that. It, they needed, it felt like they that needed a little too. more. Like I, I, uh-huh. I, like I told her, I was like, I feel like they needed, like, a buster from um, from Arrested Development. You know, like, the real they mama's boy. They needed a mama's boy. boy. Like yeah. A, yeah. A, be- yeah. a better mom. Like, because he, he was kind of the mama's boy. He yeah. was the favorite, but... Or the uh, little Trudy's dad, but yeah. but they needed a yeah, they needed something. You needed one more sibling in there just to just I, to make because there was not enough family dynamic. It was just like oh blah blah blah, and then the actor guy would sh- t- talk every once in a while, but he like you just didn't care because he was like immaterial. You you could have made Alec Morgan Steele could have been that little. I brother. think there should have been like, more family yeah. involved in that. That's the thing. There should have been a lot more. Morgan Steele was fine where he was though, because sure. I really enjoyed that. You know, kiss me in front of my son or whatever that sure. weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> but, yeah, it's supposed like, to be like it was the filthy. So yeah. but it was hilarious. Bring yes. the filthy. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, but they did. That's the one I think they missed right there. Like a, a pretty hard. If they should have brought other family members into it, you know, not this 
Cause that's just weird. Like the, like really no one else, there's not a brother or, you know, like any other yeah. cousins or anything there. Or even like a, a, a grandmother that who was yeah. um, the, the out, like the great grandmother kind of sure, situation. Who just, where, who just sits there. Yeah. yeah. She like, just sits there. She's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they give that whole thing about how this family is like old money, Connecticut. And they're like yeah. one of the most powerful families, but there's five fucking, there's, there's two kids. Two kids. Yeah. yeah. And then a jackass. And you know, like, like, well, the most normal was what's her name though. Linda. 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 Yeah, Linda yeah. was the normalist one yeah. there. And she's yeah. like, I don't know anything about this shit. Like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And then when you like, talk I'm, about whatever business they had, like, God knows yeah, what it was. Yeah. Did, like, we're a, we're a thing. They're like, conglom- uh, we're a conglomerate. So. We're in business. We yeah. like business. We're entrepreneurs, Paper. business people. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. In like, Connecticut? Yeah. yeah. 100%. They're barons. Yeah. <laughs> the honey barons. That's what they call them. <laughs> Uh, so Gertrude Gertrude arrives, does some looking over of everybody, and then invites everybody to dinner. Uh, we cut to a montage of Santa Davy delivering presents to children all over, well, not all over the world, but working from east to west. Uh, he shotgunned some beers in his in his sleigh. That he stole. Yep. No, I, I I think not yet. Not this. This was before. When he was slammed, when he was shotgunning beers, it was before he stole that six pack. But mm. they, it could have been just placed out of order. So you're saying he editing. stole multiple six packs? He probably could have. Hey, just doing a beer run. He just left sure. the sleigh outside and did a beer run. Uh, he pees on DC. That would have been hilarious. And then he trades a passed out drunk dad a lump of coal for a five pack. Uh, Trudy shows off her treats to Santa, or to shows Trudy shows off her treats. For Santa to her parents. There's a big old candy cane and some cookies. It's a Chekhov's candy cane, too. That's a big one. Mm. But Trudy. everybody knows that Trudy sounds like a whore's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Bertrude. Bert, yeah. <laughs> That's what Bert's name is. <laughs> uh, Trudy is sad because she didn't get to go tell Santa what she wanted for Christmas because her dad did not take her. Jason attempts to get rid of his guilt by finding a makeshift Christmas Eve present. Jason presents Trudy a very special walkie-talkie. He explains that this walkie-talkie is a direct line to Santa. Jason and Linda put Trudy to bed and sit outside her door as she talks to Santa and asks for the one thing that she could have this year. A family together. Jason and Jason and Linda share a look before Linda walks off. Santa <laughs> Davy steps in reindeer poop, which prompts him to scold the reindeer. Dude, I love the relationship with I the reindeers. Did. Yes. <laughs> Santa Davy magically descends the chimney as he t- as he fingers his nose. Okay. Santa Davy then spots a giant candy cane, homemade cookies. And a gl- glass of skim milk that he disapproves of. Because skim milk is disgusting. Yeah, whole 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 milk, everybody, whole milk, whole milk. Yeah, I like skim. Oh, like gross! Good, yeah. You like you not. like water? You like milk you want, with water? I'll just get you some milk and I'll pour half a glass of water in it. <laughs> or better yet, I'll get you a glass of water and I'll pour a drop of milk into it, and then you can have a little skim. That's not how it works. That's disgusting. It's delicious. You don't drink it. You don't even drink milk. Drink it all the time. I've never seen you drink milk. 
Santa Davy spies the liquor shelf where he gladly helps himself to a pre-war brandy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what writers do just to like make it seem like liquor's fancy. They're like, mm-hmm. pre-war wine? <laughs> Ooh. I'm like, I don't get that. I mean, but what, it does what, make is it, you... what does it mean? This is like, because there was no radiation in the air? It's just old, as old saying. Yeah, it's just it's well, aged. Just yeah. That's it. Aged. That's all you get out of that. Yeah. Well, like, what 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 would be the difference if it was like nineteen forty four wine? Well, well, it probably wouldn't have been made. Actually, they wouldn't be making. Yeah, yeah there wasn't anything right. going in or out. Yeah, yeah. and you had nineteen forty nine. How about if it was nineteen forty nine brandy? Well, there's probably a, there was probably a huge mass production going on after the war. That so stuff probably wasn't as good. Maybe it okay. was a. You know, you had, and also, you, yeah, you. They were probably making a lot more small batches before sure. the war. Okay. So there's All probably right. a lot better stuff going on. In this case, we can just take Santa's word because he is a connoisseur. He is a connoisseur. Sure. Well, he's he connoisseur. has been around for eleven hundred years. And maybe that yeah. specifically was a time he enjoyed because he was there. That so is he true. Was like this was my favorite. Do you think Santa was a draft dodger, you know? Cuz I, I don't think he was drafted I at all. I don't think he would have I been drafted. I think he would have been drafted. I yeah. don't I think he was too old. No, there's oh, movie idea. <laughs> the military during Vietnam War send somebody from the this CIA is violent, This is Violent Night 2 <laughs> to to recruit Santa. To the U.S. side, they kind of did that in uh, South Park already to a point. Really, really, yeah. It was the Imagination Wars, and they were like, they're like, we need Santa, bring Santa, because he was like a axe right. wielding. So maybe yes. they stole this movie a little bit, but it's okay. Maybe because I enjoyed this. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um. So Santa Davy relaxes, decides to relax in a massage chair while eating cookies and sipping brandy. Mm. The movie cuts to a security guard having some milk or other cream-colored holiday drink as one of the caterers, Gingerbread, incapacitates the unsuspecting security guard. Gingerbread fiddles with his watch as it cuts to another caterer checking his watch as it beeps and flashes a red snowflake on the watch face. All around the house, watches beep and flash. Gingerbread disables the Wi-Fi. Gingerbread was the big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the, been in Vikings. The, I can't remember. I couldn't point him out to you. I'd have to see. He was. Yeah, he was the one that told the terrible joke. He's like, you know, my favorite holiday you guys don't like Boxing Day. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, he's gonna punch him. No shit. <laughs> and he punched that old man out, and it was a terrible punch. Enter Scrooge, played by the one, the only John Leguizamo. Journey legs. Journey legs. And guess what? He's walking up on them legs. He is walking yes. on his legs. Yep. He'd be better in high heels like he was in Tu Wong Fu. Ooh, yes. That's why. Uh-huh. That's where he got his name, Johnny Legs, from. Like, look at those gams. <laughs> yep. But we can't call him Johnny Gams. Nope. No. Johnny no. Legs. It's taken. Uh, yeah. taken, yeah. He approaches the guardhouse of the Lightstone's estate, where he murders the guard ruthlessly. Like, I still feel there was Fucking a... Fucking owl, man. There was, there was like, a scene in... Like, there was a scene in there that they cut. Like they're like from when he approached to when he decided to shoot him, like to me, that seems seems like there was a little bit more to be. Well, said. the way it was cut looked weird. Yes, because yes. he like they show him shooting side ahead, and then all of a sudden he's shooting him right in the face. I did watch deleted scenes from what I could find, and I didn't find anything there. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a miscut. Yeah, hmm. but Al, that's um, 
That was uh, what's his name's uh, role in um in uh, two a fucking Die Hard two. The the dad Winslow, what's his name? Carl Winslow. Oh, he was in both Die Hards. He was the, the cop getting shot up. His name was Al. Mm, mm, okay, okay. I I I, I see what oh, you're eating, eating, eating the Twinkies. Yeah, I didn't realize who you were talking about. Yeah, I don't and know. And I thought you were saying Hal. Half the time. Hal? I thought you were saying Like Hal. the robot? Yeah. Anytime yeah. I say Hal, there's one thing you refer to. It's that fucking robot. Daisy, Daisy. That's not That's creepy good. at all. <laughs> you dog farted, I think, too. Probably. She's been doing that. And so, uh, 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 after murdering the guardhouse... Scrooge asks for a sound off, and this is where we get the rundown of everybody's name. There's Tinsel, Jingle, Peppermint, Sugar Plum, Krampus, Candy Cane, and Frosty. This is where you get all the terrible henchmen. Yes. No yes. standouts at all. No, honestly. no. Minus a little Home Alone 3 moment. Not one or two, three that's going to come up. Okay. Spoiler warning. All right. I'm, no. I'm 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 itching to know what that is too because I've I'm, not I'm seen it. Unversed in three, I'm only well known in one and two. And well, I've, not well known. I I've do. Never seen I know them. about one and two. Uh, Jason and Linda discuss getting back together and escaping from Gertrude and the family when they hear gunshots. The Mercs start killing security guards around the premise, which wakes Santa Davy from his brandy nap. Candy Cane does some murder. And Gertrude is escorted to her panic room as the Mercs gain entrance to the mansion. Gertrude is ready to enter the panic room, except she sees Scrooge emerge from that panic room. Santa David tries to figure out what is happening by investigating the mansion. He hears Scrooge telling his Mercs to gather the light stones together. Santa David retreats back upstairs, using his magic to escape up the chimney. Just one little problem. His magic is not working. Santa Davy wants to escape uh, through the second floor window. However, there is a big old icicle mite. That's a word I made up. <laughs> it's a nice mite. Yep, an icicle mite, like a stalagmite. Yeah, you know, but not it's a stalactite. Just, no, that's the other side. Yeah, yeah, they cling to the ceiling. Yeah, remember that, kids. Yep, mites and tights. Yep. So there's a big old icicle mite below the window on the second on the ground level beneath the second floor window. Uh, Tinsel has Santa Davy cornered. Santa Davy just wants to leave. He's like, "Hey man, you know, let me get out of here. I ain't gonna bother nobody." And Tinsel's not having it. So Tinsel punches him with the with his gun a few times, and then on the second round, Santa Davy catches it, headbutts Tinsel. As Santa, Davy, and Tinsel start to struggle around, some rounds from the rifle that Tinsel was um, wielding are fired, which frighten off the reindeer. Yeah, and that's the funny part. So when they're taking off, all of a sudden you can see their hoof prints in the roof. Yes. To whereas when they land and when they're standing up there, you can't see anything. And Santa leaves no traces. Everybody knows that. Yes, that's right. He's like a ninja of the North Pole. The reindeer did not hear Santa Davy as they fly off into the cold Christmas night as he tries to call them back. Tinsel and Santa Davy continue to struggle. Eventually, Santa Davy gets the upper hand and throws Tinsel from the window. 
Tinsel lands on the icicle mite below the open second floor window down on the ground level. Santa Davy without his reindeer and sleigh. Santa Davy without his reindeer and sleigh decides to walk away from this mansion. However, before he can do so, his attention is caught by the scene unfolding in the Tannen Ballroom. Scrooge assaults Gertrude as he as he reveals that he knows all about Gertrude Lightstone. Through all this, Santa Davy spots young Trudy, which then turns his hold his cold heart a little warm on this icy night. No, oh, he pulls a cookie out of his pocket too. Yeah, he does that too. <laughs> and that's where I would have I would have tagline for this movie. He did it all for the cookies. <laughs> nice. And then Limp Bizkit comes in. He did it all for the cookies. What? Oh. The cookies. We got a friend that looks like Fred Durst. Yeah? We do? He doesn't like talking about it. Okay. Who? His name is Red. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remove that so that way he doesn't. He doesn't come kill us. In our it's movie. not a real name. <laughs> okay. It's not like Red Foreman. It's like it's not his right. actual name. Okay, I I wasn't unsure. So yeah. if that is not his real name, then I will leave it. Well, in there. if he becomes a fan of ours, then maybe we should. I don't think, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Fuck it, don't worry about it. No, he's not. He's not gonna <laughs> listen Fucking to this. Red Durst. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Gertrude threatens Scrooge, but it has no effect on him. Scrooge then reveals that he knows about the three hundred million in cash that Gertrude has tucked away in her personal vault. Jason looks concerned. Linda asks Jason if he knows anything about this. Scrooge stands before the lights. Scrooge now stands before the lightstone vault, reminiscing about the days of just drilling holes and blowing shit up when he is called away to the grisly scene of Tinsel's death. It's a diehard reference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in the Tannenbaum room, Linda comforts Trudy. Trudy remembers that she has a direct line to Santa. Santa Davy, now hiding in the basement, is searching through his bag for some type of weapon, wishing someone had a sword, bat, or a Molotov cocktail. Like that, the Molotov cocktail was like, what? Wouldn't they be on the naughty list if they're like, Santa, can I have a Molotov cocktail? Late 90s, man. Anarchy cookbook. That's what people wish for. Pipe bombs. I, I just used like. I didn't need to ask for Santa for it. You could just download it on the internet. But children would. I was a child well. in the 90s, and I had that thing a couple times, and my dad found every disc. I don't know how that motherfucker did it, but he found every disc that I had of the Anarchist Cookbook. Yep. Really? Yeah. He's like, uh, put that porno mag down. We want this Anarchist Cookbook disc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you? Why didn't you can't write, blow up anything with a porno mag? Encyclopedia Britannica, disc four on there instead of <laughs> Anarchist Cookbook. Uh, because I was like fourteen years old and not very smart. All right, just checking. Frosty enters the basement. Santa Davy attacks Frosty with a plastic doll causing Frosty to drop his weapon. A fight ensues where we get a Santa bag sequence of him pulling out various non-violent weapons, violent weapons uh, that he uses to attack Frosty. Santa Davy gets a hold of the rifle, but the safety was engaged. Santa Davy 
thrown onto and behind the pool table by some times as he's secretly loading a stocking with pool balls. He then uses that stocking to attack Frosty. After some back and forth, dude, Frosty, he tries to do a table roll. It's yeah. the greatest, dude. <laughs> you can see him like try to get like hit the leg up, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh shit, no!" And then he just, it's uh, fucking like walrused over it. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. That's what I would have done. I we like, all look at things and we think we can do that no. until and we then, get right there. So be like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to. Yeah, you think you're Jack? Everybody's Jackie Chan and they're fucking in their dreams, but then right. you realize, no, you're Walter Cronkite. Yes, yeah. <laughs> your knees <Yes>. are busted. <laughs> you're an old man. You're senile. I don't know. Is he senile? I don't know. I don't know anything about Walter. I honestly realize I know nothing about Walter Cronkite as I said that. I'm like, just it's a fucking name that came out. I know what he's he dead. looks like and not what he's famous for, but some of the things that he's been around for. Yeah. Um, Christmas? Well, he's been around for a lot of Christmases, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure if he was a... I don't know if he was a... Was he, uh, I, I was going to speculate that he may have been like a news broadcaster over the radio yeah. and then went to television. Because he was on, on tele the radio. Like, I remember him. Was he like the voice and then uh, Orson Welles came on and did his thing? I don't know. When he did the War of the Worlds, like the live broadcast. I could, I'm I just bullshitting say. right now. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> he was, we would always listen to him. My grandfather would listen to him, and he would be like, and that's the rest of the story. Yeah. And that's the rest of the story. I, he, was, he was up in, through maybe the early 70s. Oh, like, try, we use all through the, like, we listened in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, when did he? Coming on down to the Walter Cronkite School of... Yep, it's in journalism, yeah. Mm-hmm. Journalism. So after some back and forth, Frosty has Santa pinned on the ground. Santa Davy finds a an electric light up star ornament, which he then stabs into the eye of Frosty. The left eye. The injury does not stop Frosty until Santa Davy plugs in the star, electrocuting Frosty to death. And then his head catches on fire. Santa Davy hears the mercs over Frosty's radio, and he tries to contact help, but Santa Davy instead hears Trudy over the radio. Santa Davy and Trudy converse. Santa Davy, by using his uh, naughty or nice list, confirms that Trudy is a good girl and that the mercs are indeed bad. Uh, Roman O'Neill urinated in public. Of the that was just one of the things. Like, they did have There's quite a few things there, on there. Yeah, yeah, I just thought that one was the funniest. Scrooge is called to the camera room where the Mercs see Santa Davy roaming on the premise. Santa Davy gets to the guardhouse to find Al dead. Santa Davy and Scrooge have a conversation over the radio. Scrooge assaults Gertrude to find out who hired Santa Davy. Candy Cane, encouraged by Scrooge, along with Krampus, torture Alex using a nutcracker. Uh, Candy Cane refuses to touch his balls, and Krampus is like, I'll touch those balls. I'll put those oh, balls Krampus, in the... Krampus, yeah. Yeah, but put, put those balls in the So this in was the that lack of... This is lack of good henchmen right here. It's just like, it's very awkward. Like, you know it would have been... Um, well, off of something we already watched, but um, um, what's his name from um, Righteous Gemstones? Um, 
Uh, McBride? Keith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would have been good. He would have been so good, dude. He would have been so good. Trudy stands up to Scrooge. Jason reveals that Santa isn't real. Jason reveals that Santa isn't real to Trudy, who then runs off to hide. Candy Kane follows after Trudy. I think Gingerbread does, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa Davy undresses to uh, to see to his wounds that he had sustained through his two fights. We finally get a visual of what he meant by 1100 years this is this is great storytelling right here too. well this is showing without telling like yeah. th- th- this is a great show without yeah, that's, telling that's the thing it's like you but they, they they do a little bump into it in a minute but you're like you're getting the idea of like these are like nordic tattoos like yeah, you're, yeah. you're giving like so much background to the you know like i, I don't do i know shit about the saint nick stuff or anything like that no but now i fully believe if there was a santa that he's a he's a fucking Nordic Viking, Ooh. you know. I'm fully in on that. Okay, so I believe in that. All right. Yeah, we. Yeah, he's all. He has um, like Josh said, runic, Nordic tattoos, like runic stuff. Like, yeah, a very very traditional stuff. Stuff that you would find um, in in carvings and pieces mm-hmm. of uh, Viking um, culture that exist. Yeah. Today, I didn't in, see, in but he might have had a tattoo of Mir Mir. Uh, he... <laughs> That's the proper way to say that, by he the did. way. <laughs> he sutures his wound with a makeshift needle and thread. He applies a uh, a pat or a swatch of wrapping paper and some, I don't know, cotton or something else, and then he ends up tying it in a nice bow. I think yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. Santa Davy stands up, but not for long. Either either from pain or exhaustion, he faints, falling to the floor. Smash cut to a close-up of Santa Davy with a Norse type of helmet, long hair, blood smattered on his face. He breathes laboriously. Santa Davy is recalled to the waking world with Trudy calling his name over the radio. Santa Davy and Trudy talk some more. Santa Davy assures Trudy that he is the real deal Santa. Trudy asks him if he can make her parents love each other, and he tells her he wishes he has that he had that kind of power. Back in the Tannenbaum room, Krampus wants to wants the family to do gifts. Cam has a go. He gives Gertrude a pitch deck, which this is where I found out what a pitch deck was. I, I was like, all right, cool. Now I know what that is. Now I know. And that doesn't go well. Just wait, Hollywood, we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many. Now I know. Seven now pitch I dicks. Know. <laughs> Pitch, pitch dicks or pitch dicks? Decks, decks. Oh, I didn't hear it right. Okay. <laughs> pitch dicks. Oh, there'd be a couple people in Hollywood who'd be like, I'll take that pitch dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alva gives her mother a sentimental gift, uh, the picture of mother and daughter at birth, and uh, she doesn't take it. Though. Like uh, Gertrude's like, I have this memory. I Why was I there. The picture? <laughs> yeah. I was there. Jason gives her a bottle of her favorite whiskey and a card. And whatever the card has written in it, it is to be kept private between mother and son. Trudy asks Santa Davy personal questions that provide us with Santa Davy's backstory. His name was Nicomund the Red. He was a Viking warrior that used a hammer that he named Skullcrusher to vanquish his enemies. 
Could have had a better name for the hammer, but it's I good agree. Though. But it's like yeah. I agree, but it's you it's know very. It was eleven hundred years ago. Like <laughs> yeah, I, lo- maybe lost in translation. Brevity, uh, maybe no. Brevity. I mean, it had a it had a, a Viking name, you know. So it was like sure. probably something cool, like yeah, might sound cooler in Viking. Schmoschen. Yeah. <laughs> That's more German. Yeah. Uh, Nordic Germanic, mm, huh. not too dissimilar. Let's go to Google Translate. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna translate Skull Crusher to uh, what? Um, Swedish, Finnish, Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay. Because there were Germanic Viking cultures too. Well, Viking is a culture; it spanned quite a breadth of that area, that region. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Santa Davy explains that he was not a very good person before he became Santa. He wanted wealth, and he was driven by greed. There's all too much information for a child her age. Trudy encourages Santa David to be more than the presents he brings to children. It is exactly what Santa Davy needs to hear to move to action. Gingerbread tells Scrooge the extraction team is set, and they are 30 minutes out. Cut to a paramilitary team en route to the Lightstone's mansion. Candy Cane prowls the halls, as Santa Davy watches her, collecting some of the red garland that adorns this hall, his surprise attack is foiled by a motion sensor Santa. Um, I I believe that all the 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 animatronic or the electronic Santa's voices were David Harbor's. Like it, it sounds it, about right. Yeah. Like it sounded exactly like him. Well, what if that was AI? Well, to like, did a great job. But if it's AI and it's trying to ruin Christmas. Because it's like that's the last threat of humanity. Well, uh, <laughs> welcome our AI overlords. My name is uh, Trevor. Let <laughs> me know how I can help you. <laughs> Santa Davy is now cornered in a room when Scrooge shoots a fire extinguisher, a fire extinguisher that he had with him, which causes the door to be blown off its hinges. Trudy watches as the Mercs grabbed wrapped present after wrapped present from Santa Davy's bag. Scrooge questions Santa Davy about who or what he is. Scrooge tosses the his Scrooge tosses Santa Davy's bag into the flame, which infuriates Santa Davy. Scrooge explains his relationship with Christmas is full of resentment and jealousy. Santa Davy surprises Scrooge by using his real name Jimmy. He then uses the real names of Gingerbread, with whom his name is Bjorn, and he wanted a Huffy bike. And Candy Cane, Kira, was naughty for making her brother eat worms. That's naughty! love when he says that. Just before Scrooge shoots Santa, snow begins to fall from the ceiling of this room. Scrooge realizes that it's a ruse, and Santa Davy uses his chimney magic to escape from the three mercs to the roof. Krampus, over the radio, announces that sleigh bells are incoming. Bjorn believes it is reindeer, but in fact it is the extraction team arriving. We cut to the Tannenbaum room, where the sound of snowmobile engines reassures Gertrude that her kill squad has arrived. However, Krampus punches Gertrude, and in turn, Cam kicks Krampus, then parkours over the couch, out the window, Parkour. to the kill squad. <laughs> Or is it the extraction team? Cam is shot by the commander of the Mercs extraction team. 
Scrooge then explains the situation to Commander Thorpe. He orders his men to find Santa Davy and eliminate him. Scrooge, Thorpe, Gingerbread, Sugarplum stand in the vault room ready to open their present. When the vault door is open, the $300 million in cash has mysteriously disappeared. Trudy spots Santa Davy retreating to the garden shed. The extraction team has also found Santa Davy. Trudy does her best to inspire another wave of courage in Santa. Fingering his marriage ring, he wishes that he could see Mrs. Claus again. Santa Davy drops his ring, which falls onto the floor of the shed until it stops rolling because it runs into a sledgehammer. So, Skull Crusher is Hodeskal Knusner. Mmm. I like it. All right. A spotlight encircles the sledgehammer. The new mercs enter the shed, but they soon wish they hadn't. Santa Davy, using his newfound hammer, begins to kill and grievously incapacitate the mercs. To Brian Adams' Christmas song. Yes, yes, that was great. Scrooge is finished with all his bullshit, so he shoots the tannin bomb. Gertrude is surprised by Thorpe. As Scrooge implies, he'll start shooting people until he gets his answer about the location of the money. Santa Davy, back in the shed, bars the door. As Brian Adams, all through the year plays, Santa Davy continues, mur- continues murdering the mercs that are out to kill him. At one point, he uses a large candy cane to murder the mercs. Screwed to murder the mercs. Uh, Scourge, no Scourge. Scrooge threatens Linda, which forces Alex to confess his own plan. Which forces Jason to confess his own plan. Jason's plan was to take money and abscond with Trudy and Linda. Jason reveals how he really feels about his mother. Gingerbread and Candy Cane find Trudy and her welcome mat, which is full of drill bits and nails she has been hiding in the attic she has set up a booby trap similar to the famous movie home alone first gingerbread has his jaw impaled by a nail because he missed the cut step of the attic ladder now this whole scene is home alone meets saw yes 100 percent. the originals were not this gruesome it was like oh yeah you get started on fire something hits you in the face but this one was a lot more stabby well, didn't you read what the director said about that? That he grew up watching, you know, Home Alone. He loved it. Huh. But as he got older, he realized that would kill a person. Oh, sure. Yeah. So let's actually kill the people. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, like she thinks Well, it's she's, also a little child giggling the entire well, she's time. Yeah. Kid, <laughs> she's murdering Because somebody. she doesn't know she's murdering people. She saw Home Alone and she yeah. thinks, oh, I'm everything's fine. She's you know? going to need therapy after all this fucking shit. And well, it sounds like no, I murdered people, you know, this no big deal. This isn't the durable Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, you know. These yeah. are like other lackeys. That's why I say they're, they're a version. These are guys trained in crime as opposed to These two are Home Alone uh, three. basic burglars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a Home Alone 3 version because they were fucking mercs that went in and got them. Not just two, not the wet bandits going in there. We plug up, we plug up the sinks and flood the house. That's how they know it's us. <laughs> Brilliant. I actually always wondered why they were called that since I've never watched any of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's Christmas. You can watch those movies because they're all Christmas based. Yes. That's great. Catherine O'Hara quite young, you know. I love Catherine O'Hara, and I was thinking about her today. Oh. She's great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Candy Cane gets gets taken down by some bowling balls, but she dodges the first couple. 
Takes one right in the beef. And she does. The couple of bowling balls at Miss Candy Cane strike Gingerbread on the head, on the head, sending him backwards onto the welcome mat of nails and drill bits. Candy Cane also takes some shots to the face as well. Gingerbread removes a long nail from his ass, only to have it impaled into his forehead by a bowling ball that had missed or that that had been pushed down the attic opening by Candy Cane. Candy Cane chases Trudy through some traps until eventually she corners Trudy. Just before Candy Cane shoots Trudy, Santa Davy appears and smashes Candy Cane in the chest with his sledgehammer. Trudy and Santa Davy have been united. It is sweet but short-lived as Santa Davy finishes off Candy Cane. Scrooge escorts the Lightstones to where Alex had hidden the cash. In, you know, the likely of all places, the nativity scene. Hmm. Could, you know, for whatever reason, babies love gold. Mm-hmm. Well, the king of kings, huh? Yeah. Queen, king of queens? No, that's a show. No, it's the yeah, king of kings. It's king. the king of queens. <laughs> that's a different one. Yeah. Is that De Niro? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin James and De Niro are so similar. Gertrude tells Jason that she is proud of him for what he has done. It impressed her so much that she declares him the rightful heir to the Lightstone fortune. Scrooge, cash now in hand, orders the death of all the hostages. Back in the Tannenbaum room, Krampus Krampus is excited for murder. But what he wasn't prepared for was the bickering between Linda, Alva, and Bertrude. Alva has the smart idea to throw her high-proof vodka into the fire behind Krampus. Oh, that'll work. Which causes Krampus to leap away from danger, but into the three hostages, where he is knocked to the ground by Bertrude. The trio then commence to beat Krampus with fireplace tools. Seeming dead, Krampus pops back up, prompting Alva to shoot to to shove the fire poker into his neck. So he should have had a little music going on there, like mm-hmm. some Christmas music or something would have been nice. <laughs> like right in there, and like he kind of like feeds into it all. As they all take turns hitting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santa Davy reunites Trudy with Linda. Trudy introduces Santa Davy to Linda, and he then enlists her to be his cover shooter as he goes to try and rescue Jason and Gertrude. Linda and Jason fight Peppermint. Sandy Santa Davy uses the baby Jesus's manger as a sled to chase down the escaping Scrooge and Thorpe, killing a few mercs on the way. Peppermint almost kills Linda, but she utilizes an icicle tight to kill Peppermint. That's the kind of icicles that hang from, from the, the ceiling, ceiling, not the floor. Jason and Linda kiss a Christmas miracle. Santa Davy, now on a snowmobile, is lured into a trap by Scrooge, who is standing in the distance. Santa Davy is thrown from his snowmobile after colliding with the stump that Scrooge had hidden behind his body. Scrooge and Santa Davy fight in an abandoned cabin. Scrooge unloads his rifle, then pistol, towards Santa. Scrooge finds the naughtier nice list, but it doesn't matter because Christmas like dies the real, tonight. The real yeah. Christmas dies tonight. I'm Puerto Rican. Mm, <laughs> no, he's he's not. He's uh, that's why he was Puerto Rican. No, he's more. Colombian, he was born in Bogota. Well, good to know. He might have he now now that not, that's him. not to say he doesn't have Puerto Rican ancestry. Hmm. 
That just says Latino, yeah, so. The two of them fight. Scrooge almost has his face ripped off by the snowmobile treads. A spark from their weapon striking ignites a fuel trail from the snowmobile and explodes the cabin. They are now fighting near the ruins of an old chimney. Through the fight, Scrooge has the upper hand, pushing Santa Davy all the way into the ruins of the chimney. Santa Davy's left hand is pinned to the chimney ruins by a snow pick that Scrooge had been wielding. With death looming, Santa Davy realizes where he is at, where he and Scrooge are positioned. Santa Davy frees his left hand, grapples Scrooge, and touches his nose. With that single gesture, Santa Davy is transported with Scrooge up the chimney. Gorily ripping apart Scrooge's body. Santa's, Santa Davy's victory is short-lived because Thorpe shoots Santa. It's a, it's a double drop because Gertrude has a drop on Thorpe and shoots him in the head with a zero hesitation. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Lightstone family arrive to help Santa Davy. Jason starts to burn cash to help try and save Santa. However, it's not working. Santa Davy dies from his wounds. The family has an I believe Santa is real moment, which brings Santa Davy back because Christmas magic. The reindeer return. Santa Davy threatens to feed the elves reindeer stew until he finds out that they got his spare sack. There's a note from Mrs. Claus attached to Skull Crusher. Santa Davy thanks Trudy for reminding him that he still matters. Santa Davy and his reindeer depart and bid farewell in the most celebrated quote. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On Comet, on Cupid, on Donner. Donder, actually. And Blitzen. Donder. Uh, roll credits. Uh, until until Bertrude yeah. comes up and he's like doing his, doing the, the social media post. Santa, blessed. Like whatever. Yeah, hashtag Santa blessed. Zero, hashtag Santa's blessed. Real. Yeah. You did. And then the rest of the credits. So one thing... I enjoyed the interactions between Trudy and Santa. Yeah. But as you, like, I watched it again and I realized it's just David Harbour and that, yeah. that kid sucks. Oh, yes. Kids always suck. And yeah. she was no different. She was yeah. no. Not all cute, the time. Was, Some kids don't. Some kids are actually like, you're like, English oh, there's kids. A- and that's why England's better because they have great <laughs> kids over there and we get garbage Fuck, kids man. in our movies. <laughs> We always have the worst kids in our movies. I know, yeah. They're just Jamie, terrible. Jamie Bell, when he was a kid, he was a great kid. Oh, he Fucking was great. Billy, uh, Billy, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Yeah, yeah dancing his fool. little heart out. Yeah. It was amazing. Fucking Newsies was... Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, you know. Wonderbar. And, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, he was in uh, Empire of the Sun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we always get the garbage kids. We get the kids who people think they're cute and they, they're wooden, they're boring, it's just okay, awful. You, would you like three minutes to talk about Drew Barrymore as a child? Oh, good God, we're not going there tonight. We don't have time. We do not have no, time you get for three that. Minutes oh, to I do can't. I can't uh, even uh, begin. Okay. To finish just that check, in three minutes. Just checking. That's a whole show. That's a whole show. What about the Fannings though? The Fannings are good kids. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, they're a little bit better than some, but mm. you know. Mm. And then, and then you get the awkward phases of some of those little kids where they're the Stranger Thing kids. They're they're, they're doing all right. Uh, you, you, no, they're you. in the awkward stages now. I'm pretty much done for well, that. Well, now I'm they are, but now. as kids, they were no. good. 
Oh yeah, they're okay. Well, then, then there was that yeah. horrible girl that ugh, eleven. Eleven, eleven. <laughs> yeah. When she started talking, it was like, okay, let's let's, let's take the voice. To, you get three phrases. <laughs> yeah, let's, eleven. Let's Eggo go waffles. back to Eggos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. But my problem David with David Harbor. David Harbor. My problem a lot with of this was the dad was just horrible. I mean, there, there was some bad casting. Like the only thing I've no, seen. No, I'm him not in, even talking about the acting. He was on uh, that show, uh, Cowboy Bebop. He was on Cowboy Bebop, and but, the character oh, is like okay. completely yeah. the opposite. Like he's a psychopath, and now he's like this family man that's a big yeah. cuck. He wasn't any good. He was stealing from his mother was a thief, but he was stealing from her. That makes yeah. him a thief yeah. too. And mm. he didn't just try to steal a little. He tried to steal all of it. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm what sure. was he gonna carry that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you like. So uh, don't so, mind my carry on. Yeah. Please don't X-ray my like forty bags you, of cash. What do you think I he have? was going to do with that? And his wife was just going to go along with it? Like, yeah. yeah. She. I think she should just leave. I. I think that she. No, it's like one of those bags would have been fine. Yeah. He's like, no, I need thirteen. Yeah, he's douchebag. He was. He was no better than his mother, and he was no better than his really creepy sister, but. In the end, he becomes the good guy, I guess. Uh, you wanna you wanna give give this movie a rating? Oh, I'm giving it five stars. Okay. It's great. It's a great Christmas movie. It's a ton of fun, even with some of the weird things of the annoying kids or whatever. It was still so much fun. It's the kind of movie I can watch over and over yeah. again. 100%. And that's yeah, that's that's what's that's what the stars are for. Yep, Josh, watchability is what the stars what, are for. What was your final reactions? Um. Like I said, I mean, it's it's a great, it's my it's my number one uh-huh. holiday movie now. Like uh-huh. I'll, I'll watch it every year. I'm not gonna, you know, I would uh, like Elf is still a good one, of course. That's a great one, but there's I, the list is getting short now. It's like there's if you have so much time to watch on a holiday or like people around, put this on, put Elf on, maybe like two other ones. But this is definitely at the top of the list. Yeah, as far mm-hmm. as things that are watchable on like holidays, mm-hmm. um. I was, Christmas holidays, just specifically Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, but I would give it five full ass skull crushers. Okay, all five right, five skull all crushers. Right. Five skull crushers. Cool. I, I I wasn't I wasn't going to take that one because I, I I had a feeling you were going to take that scale. Um. Yeah, I love this movie. It's fucking fantastic. It. It is the type of Christmas movie that I enjoy because it is not the traditional Christmas movie. Yes, there are traditional Christmas tropes in this movie. However, the action sequences I enjoy very much. Like it was mm-hmm. it was very pleasant. Yeah. And even the one-liners and the quips were were iconic and were like <laughs> I, I laughed. I laughed every time have, they said it's it. Fine. I was like, <laughs> it could have had one thing, like in my opinion, would have been like make it more like '90s action movie. When you say you're, you know, like a close up of the face, and like you know, like they did some stuff. You know, the walking away from the fire kind of deal. Like the, yeah. there's a whole shtick of of things that are like action movie essentials. Oh, yeah. But this isn't yes. a quintessential action movie. It is. It, it it is an action movie yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, it's like Final and Nine, it's rated yeah, R. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it hit and like it it takes all the good parts from the action movies to that's that's why regardless of the the inability for some characters or some actors, in my opinion, to really shine, they didn't. They were sort of flat, and you said it yourself. Um, yeah, like it the action overpowered the the lack of acting 
ability or 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 want like mm-hmm. for um i love it this movie i'll watch it again yeah like i would I, I put this on whenever it comes on again i'm gonna give it five five uh five really sharp candy canes nice yeah yeah i and i only gave it stars now i want to give it something more fun okay go ahead, yeah, yeah go ahead what do you got there? Huh? Um, I want to give it five jingle bells. No, I want to give it five sleigh bells. There you go. Yeah. For the sleighing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. You like Ooh. that? Woo. Five sleigh bells. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to use that in the, can I use that in the post? You when can I use post that. It? Yeah. I'll quote it. I'll, uh, I'll even, I'll even so it's quote it be by Meg's. Violet, <laughs> Violet Night and the sleigh bells. No. <laughs> five sleigh bells. Yeah. No. The, yeah, it's uh, five. Well, we don't mention how many sleigh bells sleigh until bells. they watch. We can it. put it on the thing. I mean, technically, it's just a tagline, so yeah. it'll be yeah. Violet Night. Violent. <laughs> no. no, Violet. No, Violet Night, and the sleigh bells. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Everybody got some. Oh. Um, well, before we get before we get to that, um, the next movie that we'll be watching and reviewing is uh, a movie which is in line with our uh, category, our genre, movie genre, which is uh, time travel movies. is called James versus Future Self, mm. starring starring Daniel Stern. Uh, you can find it on Hulu. Um, I don't know for how long. I think it's been on there for quite some time i know it's been on there for at least a year okay um but yeah if you want to go ahead and watch that movie and uh tune back in and see what we have to say about it or or just wait for us to see what we have to say about it and uh, now it brings us to our next segment uh give me the juice megs well what have i been up to lately well i'm um i'm back watching peacemaker again okay i'm re-watching it all okay uh because it gives me a it's a fun 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 show 100 percent. i felt like a little eagerly um <laughs> and um it still holds up it's fun you can watch it over and over again oh yeah and i'm also watching fargo oh yes the, the new season yes yeah good stuff yeah yeah it's hard to wait every week but i'm doing it yeah i agree i'm strong i can handle it but it's a it's a fun show I like it. Yeah. Josh, what about you? So, uh, went to the cinema recently. Yeah. Went and saw Godzilla minus one. Yeah. It's some good Godzilla action. Very, um, I, w- I would say it's for a Japanese version, intricate as far as some of the stuff they do. Yes. Um, I completely forgot that it was in Japanese subtitles in Japanese. It took me 20 minutes into the movie to realize it because I, I watched things that are subtitled, but I was drinking. And uh, and then I was like, oh, shit, this is subtitled. So I don't recommend. Well, I'm like, hey, you can watch this. It's subtitled. Because dubbed is just not as good when it comes no. to that stuff. No, like, dubbed just is not. terrible. But I it agree. was very enjoyable. Um, if yeah, It's still in the theater. It's been like number one, too, for a while. Like it's, it's it, actually right. What's the number one Japanese movie, I believe, yes. all time on the... As far as money, yes, yeah. So it's 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 enjoyable. Check it out. It, um, you got it's a. I would say this one has the best love story and like uh, most humanizing of the actual human part. Yes, to where everything else has been like you know like oh we're 
driving across country. Here's a fucking kid, you know. It's like it's always something stupid, but this is actually a good side story along with the, um, with the with the you know the big monsters. So I agree. monster in this case, yeah, so. yeah, just one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, it was, it was. I agree. It was yeah. fucking great. Um, I've been watching a show on Hulu called uh, "Murder at the End of the World." Um, it's a adaptation of a book. Um, now uh, what's his name? Gerard Butler, isn't it? Or is it Clive Owen? No, it's Gerard Butler. It's Gerard Butler. Clive Owen. No, yeah, okay. I always get those two mixed oh, up. Oh, yeah, I saw something about this. This looks good. Yeah, it's 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 intriguing. It's it's a it's a you know it's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. It, it's a That's murder like. mystery, yeah. and it, it it's cool. It you know there's there's some. I think the pacing could be a little bit better here mm. and there, but it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I've I'm mentioning it, so I've yeah. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Um we don't have any reviews to read. So uh if you can or you know, if you want to go out there and review review us, you can do it on Audible. You can do it on um Spotify. Um, or you can email us at the amateur movie review hour at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the amateur movie review hour. Just remember, you're here for one to listen for one reason to see how much Trevor screws up yeah. and to let him know. Yeah. Because I don't, yeah, he thinks he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to be humbled. Like, I have to be humbled, otherwise. Put Trevor in his place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a song. Bitch, sit down. Be <laughs> humble. And everybody thinks it says something else, but those are the words. Those are the words. Those are the words. Sit down. Be humble. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And, and, you know, this is the last episode for this year. So um, I did want to say thank you for those who have listened, who have uh, followed us or subscribed to whichever and wherever uh you listen to us uh i appreciate it thank you um enjoy your holidays however you do it um be safe thank you merry christmas merry christmas tell your family tell your friends we here yeah don't you want to wish anybody a happy hanukkah joshua that's happy holidays it's all encompassing it's all wrapped in he said merry christmas he didn't say happy holidays uh, I don't know. I, I, I did? I didn't hear. Mm-hmm. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night.